This is the Relationship Badass Podcast, where we learn to open our hearts and love authentically. It's an honor to have you here. Now, let's go deep together. conversation with a dear sister of mine. She said, Nikki, do you have time today? I need some of your relationship badassery in my life. (laughs) Me and my partner are struggling. And after I got off the phone with her, I thought, you know, she's certainly not the only one to have this um, particular struggle. So decided to make an episode about it. With that, today's episode is all about how to get your partner to show up for you or why your partner isn't showing up for you when you ask, when you need his help. Um, So we're going to dive into all of that goodness today. I have some insights and some tips I want to share with you all and it's going to be a juicy one. Now... Before we get started, uh, <laughs> as always, I like to begin the episode with a little bit of gratitude, putting gratitude out into the universe, out into your ears, out into the hemisphere. The frequency of gratitude is the pathway to love, truly. So, <laughs> as I sit here talking to you all, I'm actually painting my nails for the first time in months. I brought my favorite color out here to Bali with me, and I haven't even used it once. So uh, today's the day, and um, yeah, I, I've been wanting to do this for a few days, and I got my butt to do it today because I have a date tonight. I have a date tonight, and um, this is my second date with this man. He is another Scorpio, so I've never romantically connected with another Scorpio before. It is so interesting and so sexy and so deep, and we haven't even kissed yet. Just our conversation, I'm like, oh, you are an energetic match for me. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I have no expectations or obligations of where this is going to go, just being present with 
what it is right now, and I am just so grateful for literally just the feeling of being giddy about receiving a text message, and that like excited feeling I have in my system of like, oh my god, what did you just say? Fuck yes. Um, that feeling, you know the feeling when you're like talking to someone and it's like, ooh, <laughs> I'm like giddy and new and maybe it's sexy, maybe it's not, depending how quickly you move into that phase. Um, but that feeling, uh, you know, whether or not I ever saw this man again, I am so grateful for the giddy, sexy feeling of turn on that has come from our conversations over the last couple days since our first date. Um, so that is what I'm grateful for today. Just the feeling of newness, the feeling of giddiness, the feeling of excitement. Um, and of course I can cultivate those things in my own system at any time. And I'm so grateful to have this yummy human who is, uh, reflecting all these parts of me and, making it so easy to access throughout the day. It's just, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you guys might hear uh, some kitten meows throughout this transmission. <laughs> I, this little baby kitten showed up on my porch um, a few days ago, and it, it was injured, and so um, I ended up taking it to the vet, and... Little did I know I was signing up for a 10-day <laughs> recovery treatment with this cat. It needs to be indoors, so it's like in my room, because that's what I have. It's just a bedroom indoors. Um, and I have to, I'm administering medications every day and cleaning its wound and basically nursing this kitten back to health. <laughs> so he's very, very needy, like most babies and kittens wants my attention 24-7, so you might hear some pitiful little meows during this recording, and my invitation is for you to enjoy them. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so without further ado, let's dive into today's topic. Today, I'm talking about when your partner won't show up for you or how to ask your partner for help in a way that he can actually respond and receive your request, right? So again, this, this whole conversation was inspired by a phone call I had with a dear sister of mine a few days ago. And here's some questions I want to ask you, the listener, as we prepare to go into this conversation. <sighs> Do you ever feel like your partner won't show up for you when you need them or when you want their help? Do you ever feel like your requests are met with a sarcastic remark or no response at all? Maybe, perhaps, you feel frustrated because you would show up for them in this way if they asked. So why won't they show up for you in the same way? And maybe 
you feel like they don't really care about you or your happiness in these moments. Because if they did, they would want to help you when you ask, right? If they really cared, you wouldn't need to ask twice or become frustrated when he says he'll do something, but he, then he doesn't end up doing it. Right? Hmm. So if any of those questions resonated with you or a part of you, then this episode, my darling, is for you. So, honey, let's break this down a little bit, okay? For you who I'm speaking to, for you who this transmission is coming through for, the first invitation I'd like to lay on the table is this. Become aware of when you're asking him for things. In this moment, is he available? Is he deeply focused on something else? Has he told you right now that he's available to be present? These are deeply, deeply important considerations to take note of before you ask your partner for something, especially for the masculine. So this episode is for everyone, and it is more common for the feminine to be at the one asking for help, for assistance, and it is more common for the masculine to be the one who won't necessarily receive that with a wide open yes all the time. So anyone can listen to this, but I'm going to be using the words he masculine, feminine, uh, based on what I see in my work as the most common manifestation of this experience. So, masculine energy is a single focused energy, while the feminine energy has the ability to focus on many things at once. Right? I'm sure you've noticed this with your girlfriends, right? We can be talking about you and then jump over to me and then here and then that and then, oh, I got to get the muffins out of the oven and oh, wait, let me show you this picture from the weekend and right, kind of all over the place and that's natural. That's easy for the feminine. Um, really, this has to go all the way back to, um, you can trace this all the way back to hunters and gatherers, right? And women were often the gatherers and they had to have a multi-track mind in order to go out into the fields and find the berries and the fruits and the vegetables and then actually like remember where those stands are so they could return the next day, right? It requires a lot of, you're kind of walking out there with your fellow gatherers. We're all chatting, taking note of the area together. Then we get there. Now we're focusing on getting the berries and collecting them and making sure that they're not getting squished and placing them in the basket. And then we're being mindful of the time so we can get back before dark. And as we leave, we're taking note of all of the different, okay, turn left at the apple tree and turn right here. All the different directions that lead us to this stand of food so that the gatherers could come home and tell the other gatherers of the tribe exactly where to find that stand of food, 
so that they could return the next day and get more. Right. Now what was the masculine up to? Hunting. Hunting, which is a very single track focused activity. Why? Well, mainly because if I'm focusing on anything else besides being deeply present with hunting while I'm hunting, especially back then when it was man and bison on the ground, man and tiger on the ground, right? It wasn't like man in a tree stand with a gun and a deer on the ground, right? It was more even playing field. Yeah, it's okay, kitty. It was very important to stay focused on the task at hand. So that is where the roots of the masculine energy, learning to be very single track minded, single focused, and the feminine energy, learning to be multi track focused, came to be. Came from a very intelligent place. <laughs> this cat's not fucking around. He likes to sing. Did, can you guys notice? <laughs> Wonder if I can move him. Come here. Yeah, it's okay. He weighs like an eighth of a pound. Okay, there we go. It's okay. So don't expect your man to be able to switch focuses quickly like you do because he cannot. It's not a part of his programming. That's not how he has been wired, right? So before you even ask the thing you're going to ask, before you even ask for the favor, something you can do is take note. Okay, what's he up to? Hmm, looks like he's really focused on that computer screen right now. Oh wow, it looks like he's really focused in that project uh, or he's really focused on that, working on that car in the garage. Whatever it is he's doing, if he seems really, really focused and deeply present with it, it's probably not a good time for him to show up for you and um, jump out of the activity he's doing in order to do something else, right? So before you ask him for anything, you can either check in and see if he's available Hey, honey, is now? Okay, kitty. <laughs> kitty. <laughs> you guys, this cat just like sings 24-7. Sleeping has been super interesting lately. Then yesterday, I actually, I invited him to sleep in my bed for the first time because I was like, maybe he won't meow all night. And he nuzzled up like right on my chest like a little tiny ball. It was so cute. Okay, buddy. You can't stay here if you're going to be this loud because now you're right by the mic. All right, you got to go. Got to go. Back to the floor. Go on. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for being present with me here in the, the kitten diaries. <laughs> okay, so coming back, coming back. Um... So before I ask my man for anything, something I can do is simply check in really briefly and really quickly. Hey, honey, is now a good time for me to ask you for a favor? Right? 
and he can say yes or no. And I can be available for that yes or no, right? So if I'm going to ask if now's a good time, I need to be open to receiving his yes or his no. And we're going to go into that more in just a minute. Um, but in that, another level of badassery that you can learn to do with your partner is not even needing to ask. Learning him so well that you can simply look at him and say to yourself, oh yeah, he's definitely not available. Or, oh, okay, maybe he's available, now I'll ask. Right, so you can learn to know what your man looks like or your masculine partner looks like when they're in the fucking zone. Um, and if they're in the fucking zone and you're pretty confident, like, yeah, I don't think he's available, you can just not even check in because you already know and come back at a time where he appears to be more available. So again, the masculine is brilliant and skilled at becoming deeply focused on a single task at hand. This is why so many of our men are amazing at like doing a lot of things in a day. I don't know if you guys have had this experience, but with my last partner, I'd be like, how did you get all of that done? What? You could never do that much in one day. <laughs> he was brilliant at it. He was brilliant at zoning in on a single task and getting shit done. Now, with that, to be jolted out of whatever their focus is right now can feel startling, ungrounding, and I've been told this by many men, they won't be able to return to exactly where they left off, right? So that's why so many masculine beings have such resistance to being like interrupted or pulled out of a task, even if it's just for a minute, right? Maybe you've been there. I've said to my last partner, like, it'll just take a minute. And he's like, no. And now I understand it's because for the masculine, even that minute of pulling them out of their task, it, now they're going to have to come back and get their bearings all back together because they can't just jump back in where they left off. It's not something they're skilled at. So this is something to remember also if, let's say, your partner doesn't answer your messages or your phone calls as quickly as you'd like him to or as quickly as you answer his. Oftentimes, even responding to a simple text message means pulling him and his focus away from the task at hand, which can be detrimental for him and what he's trying to accomplish. So we can understand, this is a powerful understanding. It's like, oh, okay. So if he doesn't answer me for three hours, maybe it's because he was super zoned in on something he was doing and I can trust that he will get back to me when he can. Trust that of course he wants to be in contact with me, right? Trust him, trust his yes and trust his no. Trust that he's doing what's best for him, which in turn is what's best for you. Because the masculine wants to provide. However, he must feel trusted and received in order to do so. Secondly, <laughs> this is the Kitty Chronicles. 
All right, y'all. <laughs> I have moved my recording station outside so that the Kitty Chronicles do not interrupt <laughs> this transmission beyond the, your ability to hear. So, <sighs> the second invitation I want to lay down on the table here for you to accept or not is this. Become vastly aware of your energy when you're asking for the favor or the thing. So is your energy kind of like, hmm, your assistance would be so appreciated right now. And if you can't provide it right now, that's okay too. I love you all the same either way. Is that the energetic cloak you're wearing? Or is it more like, I'm going to ask you for your help. However, I am already expecting that you will say yes to my request because I would say yes to you. And if you don't say yes, I will withdraw love or become angry towards you. Is that the energetic cloak you're wearing when you make this request? This is very important. It is so, so important. Such an important distinction here. Because that second energetic cloak, whether unconscious to you or not, is a form of manipulation. And girl, the masculine can smell manipulation from a mile away and it repels them. It literally repels them. If they sense this energy from you, they will often respond with a fuck you kind of attitude. Maybe you've felt this before. Um, maybe you've asked your partner for what seems like a totally valid request. And maybe in response, you've experienced that fuck you kind of energy, yeah? So oftentimes what's happening here is the masculine can sense, okay, you're asking me if I want to do this, but what you're really saying underneath that is you better do this or else, right? And so when they can sense that, that manipulation, that, that feeling that, okay, what you're saying isn't really true, then they're going to respond with kind of a fuck you kind of energy because it's repelling. So they want to get away from you. They want to be further from you, right? So if he responds with a fuck you kind of energy, that's going to put more distance between the two of you. Yeah? <laughs> so the other day when I was on the phone with my girl, she was saying, really, like, I wish he would just tell me if he's not available because if he said no, that's fine. Then I'll just do it myself. But when he says yes and then he doesn't show up and doesn't do the thing, then I, that's why I get frustrated, right? So I'm like, okay, that's valid. And then minutes later, she said, well, I would show up for him if he needed me in this way. So I just think that that's what you do for a partner. So me, with my laser-sharp <laughs> noticing of relational patterns, was like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Because 
in one minute you're saying, no, it's totally fine if he's not available. But in the next minute, you're shooting him, right? Well, he should show up for me that way because I would do that for him. And a good partner should help their partner out when they're busy or too tired to do it themselves. And for me, that's simply just not true. Nobody should do anything, right? And it doesn't make someone a good partner to, um, how do I want to say this? Well, I'm kind of going into the third invitation here, but I'll just, I'll drop a line and then keep you waiting. <laughs> um, people don't love in the same way. People don't show love in the same way. So it's unlikely that the way I prefer to show love is the same way that my partner shows up and shows love, right? Especially if there's polarity in our relationship. So it doesn't make sense to expect that just because I would do that means that he should do that. So my question to you, my dear listening, is this. Is it really okay in your system if he says no to your request? Check in with yourself right now, right here. Let's get real. You can pause this podcast and just do a check-in in your system. You can imagine you going to your partner with a simple request like, Hey, honey. Can you help me with the dishes? And then imagine him saying, no, not right now. And then feel in your body what that feels like. Do you feel open, expansion, love radiating through your system? Do you feel contraction, closeness, love exiting your system? So just take a moment and take a note in yourself, see what's true, and I'm giving you permission to just be really real with yourself right now. Just me and you here, let's just get real. It's okay, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not bad if you close. You're like a lot of us. Do you feel truly open to receiving a yes or a no with love? Open to receiving an acceptance of the invitation or a declining of the invitation? Or do you notice a hidden expectation living somewhere inside of you? Maybe if it had a voice, this expectation would say, well, if he really cared, he should respond like this. Maybe. So, asking at its core is an invitation. An invitation by nature. It's just that. An invitation. And an invitation is not an expectation. They're not the same thing. So an invitation is open to receiving a confirmation or a decline. Right? 
Just like when I send out an invitation for a birthday party or a wedding, I say, RSVP here. Let me know if you, you're coming or you're not. And now, for some people, there is an expectation that's at the a wedding or birthday invitation. But for me, it's like, hey, I love you so much that I would love to have you around while I celebrate this thing. If it aligns, if it feels like a fuck yes for you, come celebrate with me. Yay! And if it doesn't, great! I still love you all the same. That's the energy of an invitation in my world. So can we learn to apply the same energy that I put into a birthday invitation or a wedding invitation into the invitations I give my partner to show up for me? Right? Because if someone doesn't come to my wedding, it's not personal. If someone doesn't come to my birthday, it's not personal. It's not about me. It's not about, oh, they don't care about me. They don't like me. Typically, it's not aligned, scheduling's not right, the timing's not right, they have a prior obligation, they can't make it, yada, 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 right? So when my partner says, no, I'm not gonna, I can't help you with the dishes right now, it's not about me. It's not about me being worthy or not worthy. It's not about how much he loves me. It means that he's not available to help me with the dishes right now. Can that be okay? Can that be okay? And if I am experiencing this part of me that feels unworthy or um, like he doesn't care if I say no, I'm sorry, if he says no to helping with the dishes, let's keep going with this example then right there is a beautiful invitation to get curious about myself. Hmm. What part of me is making my worthiness a result of how much he does for me or how much he shows up for me? Where could it benefit me to learn to love myself more deeply? To create my own self-worth inside my own being, not as a result of how others show up for me in the external, right? So if you're noticing like, yeah, but I do feel like if he doesn't show up for me, he doesn't care. That's okay. No problem. What a beautiful grand invitation from the universe to go inside yourself and say, okay, what part of me is asking to be validated right now? And what part of me is seeking validation from forces outside of me? And how can I show up for that little girl or little man inside of me and validate them myself so that they need not reach out and rely on external forces to do it for them? Really powerful work to learn to go inward and create a relationship with these parts of you that feel invalid, that feel wounded, that feel scared, or um, that feel unworthy, right? Mm. Okay. So here is my third invitation, darlings. 
Do not expect him to show up for you the way you would show up for him. Because it's not the same. And it's not meant to be the same. He is going to show up with love differently than how you show up for him with love. That is the nature of dynamic human expression and the nature of opposing energetic expressions. If you have polarity in your relationship, then you guys are camped out in opposite energetic energetic expressions. So we all have masculine and feminine energy within us and polarity is created when someone who is primarily in their feminine essence comes together with another human who is primarily in their masculine essence. This is true across the board in relationships. It doesn't matter if you're um, non-binary, gay, straight, all, even when it's two men or two women or two non-gender defined humans, um, there's an energetic there, right? So the masculine and feminine energy is what creates attraction. And so if there's polarity, one of the people will be in a primarily in their masculine energy and one will be primarily in their feminine energy. And guess what, darling? That means that it is likely that naturally you will not show love in the same way. Naturally. It's natural that you will not show love in the same way because one of you lives in your masculine mostly and one of you lives in your feminine and um, the feminine expresses love differently than the masculine, right? <sighs> so, if you've ever found yourself saying, well, I would do that for him, then you've fallen into the trap. The trap of believing that he is going to or should show up for you in the same way you would for him. I call it a trap because it's not rooted in truth, it's not rooted in logic, and if you bring this expectation to your partnership, you will likely experience conflict as a result. So what's the antidote here? If you're like, oh geez, yep, that's me. I've fallen into the trap. <laughs> What's the antidote here? The antidote is to put special attention on looking for and appreciating the unique ways he does show up for you already. Most likely these are going to be ways that you wouldn't think of because you don't show up in these ways. You show up in a plethora of other ways. and. These are probably the ways that have gone unacknowledged and unnoticed in the past. Again, the ways that look different than how you show up. So can you make it a point? Because my guess is he is showing up for you in some way. Can you make it a point to find those ways and not only notice them and then feel that appreciation in your own system like, Oh, wow, 
he did it again. He took the trash out to the curbside and I, I never even have to ask. He just does that. And it's like something I never have to think about or worry about. And I hate pulling the trash out. There's always flies and it smells bad. And wow, he just does that every time. And I, I never really have to ask. And how, how great is that? I'm so, I'm so thankful. Or maybe I do ask every week, but he always does it. I ask every week and he does it. Wow, I'm so grateful he just does that. I ask and he does it. Like I'm his queen and he's just delivering me exactly what I ask for. What a blessing, right? As you feel that genuine gratitude and joy and appreciation in your own system. And then, don't stop there. Share this appreciation with the other, right? Hey, honey, you know, I am just, wow, I'm so thankful to you and truly so grateful to you for taking out the trash every week. It's like, it's heavy and it's something I don't really like to do. And, and you just do that every week. And and I know maybe it seems like a small task, but I want you to know that I notice and it does not go unnoticed by me. And so I thank you and I love you. Thank you for showing up. Notice, appreciate, and share your appreciation. Because get this, a man who feels appreciated for his efforts actually wants to give more and show up more. Right? Now, I would say this is probably true of most humans, but particularly the masculine, if they feel that their efforts are being appreciated, it gives them fuel and 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 that's like because part of the masculine is he loves to provide right um he needs to provide it it helps fulfill him and fill him up and feeling needed is part of what makes him feel whole and so if he's taken out the trash every week and then what i'm doing as his partner is actually just complaining about the fact that i have to ask and saying oh god will you ever just remember i'm so sick of having to ask you He's like, well, damn, like, you know, I'm just focused on all these other things. If you ask, I'll do it. But now I'm feeling not appreciated. In fact, I take out the trash and actually get yelled at. Why am I doing this again? This is draining. This is exhausting. Every time I take out the trash, it leads to more fights. Okay, fuck it. I'm not taking out the trash anymore. <laughs> That's how you could imagine his mind, his inner mind dialogue. Um, and so if I'm appreciating him, like, wow, honey, thank you so much. He's getting that validation that fills up the masculine of, wow, I'm needed, I'm being appreciated for how I'm showing up, and that will make him want to show up more, guaranteed, guaranteed. So, to tie this on a little bow for you guys, the three invitations I've laid on the table this week for those of you who are like, man, why doesn't he ever do what I ask, or wish my partner sh showed up for me more, or I hate that he doesn't do favors for me when I need them done. Here are the invitations. Number one, become aware of when you're asking him for things and ask yourself, does he seem available right now? Number two, become vitally aware of your energy before and while you're asking him for the favor or the thing. 
He can feel it, sister. He can feel it. And number three, don't expect him to show up for you the way you would show up for him. Because it's different. It's not meant to be the same. Guess what? If it was, that would be lame. Because if it was the same, we'd have all the same things done in the relationship, right? <laughs> we need that polarity. We need cool, I'm going to show up in these ways, you're going to show up in that ways. That makes a dynamic, a relationship work. So find the beauty in that and share your appreciation. Share, notice, appreciate, and share your appreciation. And just, just make that, take this challenge for one week. Notice every single thing you can, every single way your partner is showing up for you. And make a point to feel the genuine gratitude in your own system. And then share it with him. Just for one week. See what happens. Love to hear from you guys and what happens with that. And as always, you can share with me by making a little Instagram story and tagging me at Relationship Badass. Or emailing me at RelationshipBadass at gmail.com. And say reflection or share from the podcast in the subject line so that it doesn't get lost in the email sauce. <laughs> hmm. All right, you all. I hope this transmission has been of service. Um, this week, I put out two new offerings. They are single sessions. One is a, in something called an emotional clearing session. This is a session designed to guide you through feeling expressing fully and moving stuck emotions through your system. So it's for you who's been feeling stuck with a particular feeling. Maybe it's heartbreak. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's sadness. Maybe it's guilt. And you can't seem to move this emotion through your system and you just feel stuck. This single session is for you. It is 60 minutes long one-on-one -on -one with me, and it is $99. The second offering is a relationship guidance session, a session designed to offer you professional guidance from me on your relationships with others, with yourself, or with your sexuality. This is designed for you who simply needs a objective, skilled, the word I'm looking for, um, like third party on your situation, right? So like my, when my friend called me this weekend, the one who inspired this episode, she was like, I have friends I can talk to, but whenever I tell them about this, they always just judge my partner and tell me I can do better. And I just need a really objective, like view on what's happening here and, and someone who's skilled in this area, right? And so that's what these sessions are about. Um, I'm not on your team. I'm not on your partner's team. I am on team love. <laughs> so if this session intrigues you, this one is 75 minutes long and it is $150. So both of these can be purchased and scheduled through my shop online, relationshipbadass.com slash store. And from there, you can do the thing. Okay, my loves, thank you so much for choosing to have me in your ear this week. 
what an honor and privilege it is to be speaking to you. I love you dearly. I'm sending you so much love, strength, and abundant trust. And I will catch you.